Hilchas Erevin, Mitzvah Seachas, the laws of Erevin contain one mitzvah, the human divisef mitzvah, rabbinical mitzvah, the aminion. It doesn't go into the count of 613 mitzvahs because they are biblical. This mitzvah is explained in the following chapters. Halacha Aleph. A courtyard which has uh, many members, many neighbors, as opposed to a courtyard that just own, uh, uh, belongs to one house. And each one of the neighbors has their own home. Biblically speaking, they should all be allowed to carry throughout the entire courtyard, from the houses to, to carry throughout the entire courtyard, even more than four cubits. From the houses to the courtyard, and from the courtyard to the houses. This entire courtyard is one large private domain. And you can carry throughout the entire private domain. The same thing applies to an alleyway or a lane. That is biblically because it has three walls and the fourth wall is closed off either by a crossbeam or by a pole. Even if it's not completely closed off by a door, but it has a crossbeam or a pole. Uh, so the a lane which has a uh, crossbeam or a pole. Again, all the people who uh, live in that in, in that lane, meaning they live in courtyards, which you can access through that lane, because the way it works is you have multiple houses share a courtyard, and multiple courtyards share access to a lane, like an alley. And you can carry similarly from the courtyards to the lane, and from the lane to the courtyard, because the entire lane, the entire alley is here. Similarly, if the entire city, which had multiple of these uh, courtyards and lanes, is surrounded by a wall, and the wall is 10 high, which has doors which lock, are locked at night, or at, uh, at least they could be locked at night. It's one large private domain. This is biblically speaking what the law is. So you have a large city of millions of people, but the, uh, the city is surrounded by a wall. That entire city is one large private domain. You can carry throughout the whole city. But there's a gazera from the Chachamim. Also, the Shechinim Latatal B'Shosh that the neighbors are not allowed to carry in the Shosh which has divisions for the dwellers. In other words, the specific places that belong to only certain individuals, like I have my house and you have your house. And then there's the area that we share. Unless they all are ma'ariv, which means they mix. The word ariv means to mix. They mix together, so they mingle. So to speak, as we'll explain what that means exactly before Shabbos starts. Whether you're talking about a courtyard or a lane, which is larger, or the entire city. This, this matter was the Takana of Shlom HaMelech and his business. And Hedron, in his time, of which he was the uh, either the head or a member, uh, was, uh, uh, they made the Takana of Eruv. So to those who dwell in tents, people are going camping, for example, they surround their campsite with a, with a, with a fence. They dwell in huts. Or you have a, an encampment. Let's say, for example, uh, um, before we said Oyalim means people going camping, that's really more people live permanently in tents. This refers to more people going camping. They, uh, uh, so they surrounded their camp with the Mechitza. You cannot carry from one tent to the other, even though it's one large Shashiach, because it's surrounded by Mechitza, despite the fact that it's surrounded by Mechitza, unless they make an Erev. And again, the Erev is not referring to the, the enclosure of uh, poles and strings or the, or the fence around it. The area refers to what we'll explain later, the way they, the, how, they, how they symbolically mingle. 
However, a caravan that's traveling that was surrounded by a mechitza, they don't have to do the air of ceremony. They can carry from one tent to the other without the Erev because they're surrounded by a fence because they're all mingled together automatically those tents, those tents are not considered to be permanent permanent private domains that each one claims for himself independent from, away from the other since they're not considered a permanent thing therefore the fact they're all traveling together automatically mingles them without the need to make the formal Erev procedure Allah Dalit Why does Shalom his Bez in this concept? Just you can carry from the courtyards into the streets, Hamadino of the city, into marketplaces. to carry from them into the in, from various marketplaces and streets into the in the courtyard because it's all surrounded by a wall. It's one which is why they're, they'll see people doing that. So, so you can you can carry from the city the public public street into the field outside the city. And you can carry from this field into the city because uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 field and the city are equally public property, so to speak. The marketplaces in the city in the streets since they're uh, belong to everyone equally. They have the same status as the fields and the deserts, which are biblically just the courtyards of Rishashiyachid, and of course individual houses as well. So they'll think that if it's a concept of Rishashiyachid, then it means that the houses and courtyards are Rishashiyachid, but the, so they are of a common denominator, but the, 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 the main streets of the, city, of the city and the field are the same, they're Rishashiyachid. So if I can carry from my courtyard into the main street, that means I'm carrying from, um, it's okay to carry from Shashiyachet or Shashiyachet. So there's no concept of Vidam, they're going to think, She'ein ha'itzah melacha, and ha'itzah is not a melacha, she'mut lo'hitzi lo'hachlesh Shashiyachet or Shashiyachet. And they think you're allowed to carry from Shashiyachet or Shashiyachet. So uh, if, 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 uh, if I'm going to tell somebody, hey, you can't carry from the street in the city to the field outside the city, because this is private, that's public. They say, what are you talking about? They're both public. So they're not going to really understand the concept of that Shashiyachet or Shashiyachet is divided not by in terms of how much public a- public access there is, but rather by whether it's surrounded by a wall, and that's something people want to understand. And therefore, they instituted anytime there's yachid, other than an individual house where it's just one one household, one you know, it means different people in the house, but they're all under one under one pocketbook. But anytime you have a private domain that's divided by its, its, its uh, people who live there, each individual maintains his own domain. There's another place we're all sharing. So it's, there's my space, there's your space, and there's our space. As it is in the case of a house, a house in a courtyard, you have um, individual homes and in the public area, they all share the courtyard equally. Or, in a, in a, for example, a condominium building, everyone has their own condo, but then there's the, there's the public area, the hallway, everyone shares equally. In that place where everyone is equally, uh, owns equally or has equal access to, 
um, should be considered we're going to consider it like a Rosh even though biblically it's a Rosh because it's surrounded by a wall and technically speaking a Rosh we're going to consider Rosh Hashanah in every single place we'll consider every place all those individual places where everyone has their own private domain like every each apartment or each house only that's considered Rosh Hashanah and the ones we consider the individual houses private domains and then we'll consider the, the shared area the, 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 the collective hallways the collective yards thereby automatically becomes forbidden to carry from your private house to the area we all share just you can't carry from a private domain to public domain everyone can only carry or use in the area that they that they that they have in they own as individuals Unless, of course, you make it Erev, as we'll describe later. Even though, technically speaking, it's all Moshosh Yochid. So, uh, uh, still, nevertheless, it's forbidden to carry from the individual houses into the public area. And this way, people will come to realize that the only place you can carry is in Moshosh Yochid. You cannot carry in Moshosh Rabbim, and you cannot carry from Moshosh Yochid into Moshosh Rabbim. And they're not going to make the mistake of thinking that if you can carry into the, into the main street of the town, a town that's surrounded by a wall we're talking about, therefore, you can carry into the field on the outside. That mistake will no longer happen. What is this mingling mixture that has to happen to consider the chatzar erushas yachid? That they mix together in one food, one supply of food. They set aside before Shabbos. Clear me to say, what's the purpose of this mingling? We're all mixed together. We all have one food supply. Each one of us is not independently distinct from our fellow. Just like we're all equal in this place that we share, so we're all equally sharing our individual homes. Therefore, it's one rishus, just like we all share the courtyard equally, we all share our homes together. Now, of course, each one is not going to go to the other person's home. It's a symbolic way of saying that we're not like we have a distinction between our individual homes and our shared property, our shared courtyard. The idea is that, that we're equally equally uh, uh, one big happy family sign our individual home, sign the collective courtyard. By doing this, not going to come to make the mistake and think, you can carry from because they'll have the understanding that this shared area is not it's not like I'm carrying into the, into the courtyard and then into the lane, into the, into the, main, the main area of the city uh, uh, I'm not carrying from Shushach and Shushrabim. It's all Shushach and we're all one big happy family. So, really, the real purpose of the, of the idea of Erev is not so much the courtyard itself, it's really the, the, the larger city, or the, at least the larger, uh, the, 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 uh, the Mavoy, the, the, the alleyways, or the, 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 side, the streets that these courtyards lead into. But that's the real uh, idea where people would think that that's a public domain which you can carry to. And in doing so, and making the declaration that the whole city is really collecting food together and making one. Uh, uh, one big food supply uh, is a symbolic way of saying that we're not a Rishos Rabbim, we are a Rishos Yachid. And therefore you can carry from your house to the courtyard into the main square of the city, but you cannot carry outside the city into the fields. The area of the collection of food that the people in the individual courtyard, in the courtyard make with each other, it's called the Eruve Chatseris, the, the mixing of the courtyard, so to speak. And the people of the, of the, of the alleyways. In other words, you have a, a bunch of houses that uh, share a courtyard, but then a bunch of courtyards would share a collective, a collective street or collective alleyway, which would lead to a street. So that's a Mavi. So um, 
so and that the, the people of the alleyway who share all these all these collective courtyards together uh, or the people of the city in general who make this collection of food, who are nikashitu, that's called a shitu, which means, which means a partnership. That's really the important part of, the, of, of making the statement that carrying from your house or your courtyard into the, the public area of the city, so to speak, it's a, a real public area, is not a public area in the sense of halacha, it's public access, but it's not, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a collective, it's a and the real reason why you have to make a river chatseris and that the idea of a shituf is not sufficient is so kids who are not aware of what's happening in the city politics should be cognizant of this idea of the uh, of the Erev. So contemporary terms, if you have a building, a condominium building, for the people to be allowed to carry from their personal condos or apartments into the hallway and, and carry in the hallway, you have to make a river chatseris. If you have two condominium buildings that share a playground, to be allowed to carry from the building into the, play, into the shared playground, that would require a shituf. In order to make a you know, what kind of food it has to be? Bread and it has to be a whole loaf, a shalim. Even if you have a, a loaf which is as large as a saw, which is like um, uh, like, like 18 pounds or so, uh, uh, and it is um, uh, not whole. It's cut. You can't make. You can't use it for an erev. If it was a full loaf, but it's as small as an iser, which is uh, very small, small Italian silver coin, which weighs four barley corns. you could use it for an erev. Just like you can make an erev with bread made of grain. You can make an erev with bread that's made of rice flour or uh, legumes. Excuse me, lentils. Uh, but not bread made of millet flour. Now, when translated areas as rice and deichen is millet, some say it's the opposite. The shituf, however, in terms of the shituf, the collection of food made for a larger area, that uh, the, the, uh, several courtyards share a large share, share an alleyway, or a whole city, for example, that can be used. That you can use bread, or you can use other foods. The you can. Um, Use any food, except for water by itself or salt by itself. Similarly, uh, mushrooms and truffles. We're talking about raw mushrooms and truffles. You cannot use it for a shituf. That's not considered food. If you mix the water and the salt together, then in that case it becomes like brine. And therefore you could use it for shituf. Test. What is the amount of food you have to have to use to make a shituf? A dried fig-sized portion of food for every individual who is part of this this alleyway. Um, uh, part of the, in the example of the condominium building, every person or every household, for example, of the condominium building. Or all the people in the city, in case you're making it for the whole city. Provided that it's 18 people or less. If it was more than 18 people, then the amount is the amount of two meals, which is 18 dried figs, which is six average size eggs. According to the Rambam, each egg is three dried figs in terms of size. So six times three is 18. If it was you know, thousands of people, you have a large city. And they have an Erev, and you have to make a, you know, an Erev in the sense that they have a, 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 a surrounding, a wall surrounding it. And then you have to make the actual Erev of the food. It's enough to have 18 dried figs amount. Shtesu's clone two meals for the entire city. Any food that's eaten as is, can go into the past, like bread, or maybe dogon, and types of grain, or raw meat, 
In other words, it's eaten as a food independently. It's not eaten as an accompanying bread. In Mishatu Boy, if they use that for Shittuf, Shiri Mazar Sheshunas, the amount would be the amount you would use to eat two meals. So, how much um, uh, grain or, or uh, 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 how much raw meat would you uh, eat if that was your sole? Now, uh, 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 staple food, if that's all, all you had to eat, however much you would eat to satisfy two meals. Anything which is a accompaniment, a side dish that you eat it with the bread, like cooked wine, roasted meat, vinegar, murias, brine, olives, uh, which are uh, onion, onion heads. It's enough that you would eat that amount with with two meals, uh, with the bread. So if you're making a shit out of cream cheese, you don't have to have a whole bucket of cream cheese because if you only had cream cheese to eat and you had to have two meals that day, you would eat a whole bucket of cream cheese. You only have to, or half a bucket for each meal for it, perhaps. You only have to have as much cream cheese as you would eat in, in a meal, in two meals that you, that you had with bread and cream cheese together which is obviously a lot less cream cheese. If you use... Now, this halacha is going to you know, give us a bit of an idea of common foods, the exact amount that, 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 that equals this idea. This halacha is going to talk about uh, side dish foods and how much you have to have for two meals in order to make a shituf. You know, how much would be required to use for shituf mavois. Halacha yidal. Shat behind chai to use raw wine, which means you know basically uh, fresh wine, grape juice. So it would have to be two revias for every person. Chaim b'seichar similarly if it was beer shtei revias two revias. Beitzim if it's egg shtei two eggs. Shat from behind afilu chayas you can use eggs even to raw. Remaining pomegranates shtei two esrog and esrog echad the one, which means half an esrog is enough for each meal if eating it with bread. Bread. Chamisha goizim five nuts. Chamisha a parsekin and five peaches. A litre shalyarik, a litre of vegetables. A litre is a Roman pound. Bein chai bein shalok, whether the vegetables are raw or cooked. If they were cooked but not cooked, they were only partially cooked. You cannot use them for an eiriv. Because it's not edible. Raw, raw vegetables are edible in salad. Cooked vegetables are edible with, with bread, but partially cooked vegetables are not edible. Uchla tavalin. If it's spices, it's an uchla, which is an amount. We'll say later on what that is. Kav tamarim. If it's dates, it has to be a kav. Kav gregus. If it's dried figs, it has to be a kav. Manan devela. If it's crushed figs, it has to be a mana. Um, kav tapuchin. If it's apples, it has to be a kav. Kshus. Kus kuta, uh, which is a kind of plant that grows on shrubs. Kamalaya, um, the handful. Palam lachin, fresh beans. Kamalaya, the handful. Chazis, a lichen. Which is a wild plant that some sometimes use for food. Um, so that's that's a Roman pound, litra. beets, considered vegetables. you could use them for an erev. onion leaves. you cannot use them for an erev because they're not considered food. unless they are already grown. And the length of each leaf is at least a length of a zeres, which is when you spread your hand out, your five fingers as wide as you can. You, the length from the tip of your pinky to the tip of your thumb. That's the amount that has, has to be that long in order to use them as food. If they're not this long, they're not considered food. All these things we just described, this halacha, these are considered side dishes that accompany bread. That's why they have these amounts, because you're not using these amounts. You're not, for example, a handful of spices, an uchla of spices, it's not enough to satisfy you if you're eating only spices for two meals. But if you're eating the spices with bread, 
then uh, uh, that's as much as, as you would eat. For Cholach Yitzhak, everything applies in this illustration. All the foods can combine for the required measurements. So for example, if, um, if for fresh wine, we said you have two revias in, and beer is two revias in, but you can have one revias of wine or one revias of beer. Or let's say, for example, you have, to, you have to have two pomegranates and two eggs. You can have one egg, one pomegranate, as long as it totally it, it totals the required amount. Now, the Ram goes in the next few halachas about some basic measurements. Um, so, the liter, the Roman pound, that's in every place we use that term, anyone anyway, the Rambam, it means two revias, which we'll see soon what, we'll see soon what that is. Uh, it's a quarter, a quarter of a lug, as we'll say soon. It's half revias. Which means a litra is four revias. Excuse me, is four uchla. When, it say, when, it, when we say the word of mana, maya dinner, it's a hundred dinner. The Ram will tell us soon, and we'll see from the Rambam, that a, that a mana is 25 sela. But let's, let's stick with what he says now. A mana is a hundred dinner, but dinner is sheish mana, dinner is six ma, which means a mana is 600 ma. A ma is 16 seiris, which means a dinner, which is six ma, is 96 seiris. And a mana which is 100 dinner, is 9,600 9, seiris. Fa'asela is four dinner, which means a mone is 24 sela. I'm sorry, 25 sela, of course. So a mone is 25 sela, or 100 dinner, or a mone is 25 sela, which is 100 dinner, which is 600 ma, which is 9,600 seiris. Now, revius, we'll see in the next halacha, that means a quarter of a lug, is the amount of 17 and a half dinner. It turns out, halitra, which is two revius, is double 17 and a half. dinner is 35 dinner. And uchla, which is half of a revius, is mishkal tisha dinarim pachas is nine dinarim minus a quarter. In other words, eight and three, eight and three quarters of a of a uh, a dinner. Halach yid gimel. When we say the word saw, sheish kav and it's six kav. A kav and a kav are balugan is four lug, which means a saw is twenty four lug. The halug ab revius a lug is four revius, which means a saw is ninety six revius. We already said earlier in uh, the halachas of tefillah what a revius is. The Ramam said over there that it's two finger breaths by two finger breaths at the height of two and seven tenths of a finger breath. Contemporary measurement that basically means about three and a half ounces or three ounces. It's not, it's not clear. Um, these measurements a person must remember constantly because whenever they're mentioned you have to know exactly how much it is. Food that's permitted to be eaten. Now, the Ramam the Rest Allah describes the different uh, uh, procedures for making the Eidrev. He doesn't talk in this parak anymore very much about the complications of the different types of domains or courtyards. That's what we're talking about the future Prakim. Food that's permitted to be eaten, kosher food. Even though it's not forbidden, it's it is not it's forbidden to this individual. It's not permitted to him. But you could use it for an erev and for shituf. Kesef, for example, mishtatef benazir b'yayin. A nazir who's not allowed to drink wine could use wine for a shituf. Yisrael betruma and Yisrael is a non-kain who cannot eat truma is allowed to use truma. If someone makes a, a vow not to, uh, he forbids upon himself a certain species of food. Or a person makes a vow not to eat a certain piece of food. 
So he could use it for an Erev and for a Shittuf. Even though it's not fit for this individual, it's fit for another individual. However, something which is also for everybody, you go and tell, for example, food that's Teva, which means it has not had the required tithes taken out of it. Even if it's rabbinically required to be tithed, but not biblically. Or the first ten percent that you give to the levy, from which he must take a portion of and give it to the kain, and he did not yet do that. That levy did not yet do that. The second ma'aser which you have to take to eat in Yushalayim, or redeem it from money which is then spent on food in Yushalayim, that you've not yet done so, or if consecrated food to the besamikdash that was not either either of these two cases, it was not redeemed. You cannot use it for erev shittuf because it's not allowed to be eaten. You're allowed to make an error of shittuf from demai. Demai is food that the, that someone claims to have taken uh, tumor from it and all the required tithes, but he's not the kind of person you can be sure uh, that you can trust. So the chachamim is a rabbinic requirement to take the tithes again, just in case. Uh, you are allowed to use that for shittuf, even though you're not allowed to eat it unless you take the tithes. And the reason for that is because because poor people, the chum were not strict on them, they let, 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 allowed the poor people to rely on the whoever is claiming that they took the uh, took the tithes, even though he's not the most uh, scrupulous individual. We'll talk more about these details in the Sefer of Zeroim. That had its truma taken. And, and, and sanctified food, consecrated food that had been redeemed, even though, even though in, in those last two cases, when you redeem it, you have to add 25%, which is a fifth of the total. So if, you, if it's $100, you must add $25. 25 is a fifth of 125. You did not add the 25. You just redeemed the $100 worth of food for $100. You're still allowed to eat the food. Because the fifth, even though it's required, doesn't prevent the food from being considered redeemed and therefore permitted, permitted to be eaten. We take Meiser, excuse me, you're allowed to use Meiser Shane in Yerushalayim to make an Erev, because over there it's, it's allowed to be eaten. You cannot do so outside of Yerushalayim because Meiser Shane outside the walls of Yerushalayim is forbidden. Tezayin. What's the procedure for making the Erev in a Chatzar? You live in a, in, a, in a condo building, condominium, you want to make the Erev so you can carry the hallway on Shabbos from your apartment to the hallway. How do you do that? You collect one full loaf, as we said, from every individual house. You put it all in one, 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 one vessel, one container, uh, in one house, one of the houses in the courtyard, and one of the apartments in the condo building. Even if it's not a, a house people live, it's like a, a place designated for an individual home, individual section, uh, structure. For storing straw or for uh, for the animals, a dog house or a barn or a or a storage house. If, however, you put it in just a, a, a gatehouse that, that the gatekeeper sits in, even if it belongs to one specific individual, or which is like a makeshift kind of porch, or a mepesis, which again, which is a, uh, um, a porch, or a house which is not for Amas Square. In that case, the Erev is not considered to be an Erev, it doesn't count. It has to be in one specific area that belongs to an individual, and we could say that we are all, so to speak, equally uh, 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 members of this, of, this, of this household, where the food is kept, and then we're all equal members of all households, and it's all one big happy, happy family. 
When you collect the Erev, make the following bracha. Baruch Atah Hashem, Elokinah Malach Eilam Asher, Kedishon Mitzvah Mitzvahnu, Al Mitzvah Erev, concerning the Mitzvah of Erev. And he says, the Erev is that with this mixture of food, Yemut Lechol B'nei Hachatzer, all the members of this courtyard should be, should be permitted, Lohitzi, to, to, to carry out, Lohachas, to carry in, Bayas Bayas Shabbos, from one house to the other, on Shabbos. A, 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 non, a minor is allowed to collect this food. The house which you put the Erev in, they don't have to contribute bread because if they are one of the members of this Erev, by, by the fact that everyone's putting their food in his house, obviously he's a member of this big happy, big happy family as well. If they were accustomed to put in someone's house, you know, whenever they did this, you should not change it because of the ways of peace. Once he's the house where the Erev is put, he gets that right, to, he, he keeps that right uh, until uh, something drastic happens to change it. Now, how often exactly you have to do this? Every year of Shabbos, you can do it once a year, we'll see in, in future Parakim, I believe. How do you make a collection in the Mavi, right? If you have, for example, this, this condo building, um, that would be a Chatzar. And then if the two condo, condo buildings share a courtyard, or a playground that would require um, a a a, uh, a mother or for example you have a city that's surrounded by a wall and the people carry so you have to make a a shituf so how do you do that you have to collect a olive a dried fig size piece of food from every individual or less than a uh, even less than a dried fig size piece if there were many people, as we said, you don't have to collect more than 18 dried figs uh, uh, worth of food, uh, um, quantity of food, volume of food, excuse me. You put it all in one container, in one of the courtyards of the of this uh, of this, uh, this, this, uh, this, this alleyway that, uh, to which all these courtyards open up into. Or one of the houses. So over here, when you're talking about the shituf, you don't have to put it in the house. If it's outside under the open sky in the courtyard, that's okay as well. As long as it's in one specific courtyard, it can't be in the alley. Even if it's a small house, it's less than four by four, or in that uh, these or different kinds of porches, that counts. If you put it in the uh, the this airspace in the you know in the, in the alleyway itself, not in one of the individual courtyards, that's not that's not a problem. That's not shituf. So the as you said by a chutz, you can't put it in the courtyard itself. The erev must be an individual house. So the shituf has to be in the mavi. It can't be in the excuse me. It has to be in the chutz. It can't be in the mavi. So a house is to the chutz as a chutz is to the mavi. If he puts the keli in one of the courtyards, not in the actual house, that's okay as long as it is one tefach above the ground on something, some sort of support. So it should be uh, conspicuous. The same bracha. He says, with this collection, with this uh, uh, partnership, all the people who are members of this alleyway, so to speak, meaning you're a member of leaving the house that leads into a courtyard, that leads into that alleyway, to come and to carry in and out anything from that courtyard into the alleyway on Shabbos. If they divide the area of the Shituf, they put some over here, some over there. Even if it's one house, any area, it's not considered an area. It has to be in one container, at least you know, collected in one 
discernible and it has to be identified as one collected entity. However, if you filled up the container and it wasn't full enough, it wasn't big enough, some of it remained behind, you have to use a second vessel. In that case, that's okay. Those, those um, uh, people, you know, the, uh, the, for example, you have this city, city surrounded by a wall. It has it has a uh, hundred thousand people, and they make they make a a, a shituf for all the people in the city, and they put it in someone's courtyard or even in someone's house. Still, all the individual courtyards have to make their own eruv So the children growing up should know the concept of the eruv. They should they should, they don't know what, what's what's happening in city politics. If you know that the, the mayor, the the, the the city council makes this shituf for the people in the city. So the kids should realize that, the, that, the, that, the, that what's a con, what the concept is, every individual courtyard has to have an Arab. So the, the children don't know what's happening outside their courtyards in the alleyways, in the, in the main streets. Therefore, if they do the shittuf with bread, although they don't have to, if they choose to, Arab must be bread. A shittuf can be any food. If they choose to use bread for a shittuf, they rely on that. They don't have to make Arab because children are very, very keen when it comes to bread. So they, they know, they, they, they perk up they, and, and will ask questions, and, uh, like on Pesach. And uh, it's, you know, bread's a staple diet, and kids will, will realize that and will ask what it is, and they'll not understand the concept of other Chatzeris and Shittimavaris. If people in a group together, people, let's say the... the, um, the uh, courtyard was having a febrengen and then Shabbos came it was on Friday afternoon and Shabbos came in or let's say it was Sunnah's Purim and the Shabbos started so uh, the bread on the table by the Purim Suda could be considered the bread automatically even though they didn't do the procedure they just consider the bread to be bread of the Erev Chatzeris because they're all sharing it together it's like they collect it together if they want to make that into a Shittuf as well they can do that they could do that even though um, they, are, they, are, they are eating it in one specific Chatzar they can make it the Shittuf for the whole entire whole entire the whole entire Mavay the whole, whole entire area the whole city for example that's surrounded by the wall now here's the thing: Do you have to go around knocking every door in the whole entire town, collecting a crumb, a crumb, a crumb of food from every, every individual? There's a way out of that. It has to do with the laws of how you can make something someone else's in the monetary laws of Teira. It comes to a very convenient play over here in the laws of Eiruv. If one of the members of the courtyard took a loaf of bread, he said. I declare this for all on behalf. I hereby declare this for for to be to be for all the members of this courtyard. Or if it was enough food for two meals, all the members of this alleyway, or who, who, all the members, all the members of all the courtyards that are shared in this alleyway, which means all the people in the city, technically speaking, if that's the the whole city surrounded by a wall. You don't have to go around collecting every, every, every individual. You have to have someone else acquire on their behalf. So Ruvain can pick up that loaf of bread and say it's for everybody in the city. It doesn't help them. He has to have Shimon acquire it from Ruvain and take and, and do it on behalf of all the members of the courtyard, all the members of the of the uh, the alleys. The uh, and that's a concept. Allah in general, if I want to, if I have an item and I want to say it here, Ruvain, uh, Ruvain says to Shimon, Shimon. Be, acquire this not on your behalf on behalf of all the people of this city now it belongs collectively to the whole entire 
city. So therefore, in terms of Erev, it's just as good as going around and collecting food directly from every, every person. You can this other person who acquires it on behalf of the people in the courtyard could be your adult child. Obviously, it could be a stranger, but it could be also your your own child who's an adult, like the Avdi or your own Jewish slave, like the or your wife. But it can't be your your young children. Nor your uh, your, your gentile servants. Because they're like your own hand. It's not like you're giving it. It's like taking out one pocket, putting the other. Similarly, you can uh, have it be acquired through your Hebrew female servant, Jewish Jewish maid servant, even though she's a minor. Now, it doesn't make an example of a male slave who's a minor, because a male slave in Judaism can a, a minor male cannot be a slave in Judaism, but a minor female can. Therefore, uh, a Hebrew servant, who, a maidservant, who is a Hebrew slave, who is a minor, which means she must be a female, has to be a she, can also acquire that on behalf of someone else. Um, even though she is under bas mitzvah. Because a, a minor can acquire on behalf of someone else if it's a rabbinic, matter of rabbinic law. Matter of biblical law, they cannot, but this is a rabbinic law. Erev is a concept, the concept of Erev is the Rabbonim. You don't have to inform them that you're having someone else acquire this food on their behalf. Because you're, you're, you're doing something good for them that they're happy with and you're making Erev on their behalf. It's a positive thing for, uh, for them. You can, you can uh, do something that benefits someone else without their knowledge. You don't have to have their consent before doing it if it benefits them. In this case, when you're when you're not taking money away from them, you're giving money to them, that you don't have to, you don't have to ha- you don't have to have the agreement prior. You don't you can't do an erev of on Shabbos. And has to be before Shabbos. You could do erev chateris and the shittuf for the uh, alleyway of the city, even though it's ready after shkia, as long as it's not yet nightfall. Even though it's a suffolk, whether it's considered Friday or Shabbos. You have to have at the Erev, the Shittuf, whatever context it is, this collection of food has to be available to eat theoretically the entire duration of, of Ben Hashemashos from sunset to nightfall. If the avalanche falls upon it, or if it gets lost, and if it gets burnt, or it's truma food, which is forbidden to be eaten if it becomes Tomei, and it became Tomei. Before Shabbos starts, in Erev it's not an Erev. If it happens after nightfall, it's Erev, then it is an Erev. In Suffolk, if it's a doubt whether it's um, when this took place, if it was if it was before sunset, or if it was um, if it was if it was after nightfall, after Shabbos already definitely started, or maybe it was before nightfall and after sunset, you're not sure. So was it was it Benashmashus or was it after Benashmashus? As an Erev, you can rely on it as an Erev. Suffolk Erev, Kasher. If you have a doubt regarding an Erev, we can we can be lenient. Um, this is a principle in in, in Halacha that the Suffolk Darabonon. If you have a rabbinic doubt, you can be lenient. Chav if you put the Erev or the Shittu of that collection of food in a tower or in some kind of uh, uh, safe and you locked it and the, the key gets lost before Shabbos starts before nightfall if it be impossible to take the Erev out of this out of this location out of this lock box um, in the duration of time of Ben Unless you unless you do malacha, so for example, whatever way you want to break it open or get it open, a malacha is required to be done. 
It's like it's lost because you are not supposed to be Mechal Shabbos after sunset. It's not an Erev. It's impossible to eat without doing a Malacha. If, however, you could, you could uh, let's say, uh, get it out uh, without doing a Malacha, let's say it's, uh, it's rabbinically forbidden, in that case, you can be Liyit. Because you're allowed to do an Isner Avonon uh, for great necessity. Um... If you separated Trumas Meiser, which is for the Kayin, or Truma Gedela, which is the, uh, excuse me, Trumas Meiser, the Levi gives a portion of his Meiser to the Kayin, or the primary section, that he, the uh, session, but part of the food that a, a non Kayin, a Yisrael, gives to the Kayin, and you separated it, the, and you made a condition that you said, this is Truma, but it's not going to become Truma until nightfall. So you can't use that for an Arab. Because the food that was separated from physically is still not considered to be tithed, it's still tevel, the entire duration of Vinashmash. It has to be edible before Shabbat starts. In this case, it's allegedly forbidden to eat it until after the stipulation takes effect and that it becomes truma. And therefore, it's tevel all the way until into Shabbos, and therefore it may not be eaten and it's forbidden and it's not an Arab.